Glow once again, and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. I am now your reigning two-week, I'm Always Right champion. Okay. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks and counting. Hey, my mouth doesn't hurt anymore. Right, yeah, the wisdom so, teeth are yeah, out, the you're healthy, are out. you're back, yeah. you're good to go. So, and Kyle's not even here, so yeah. where is he? Do you know? I don't know. I don't even care. Oh, you don't he's, care? Probably, he's probably looking for Jared Cook. That's probably what he's doing. Probably. He, he thinks they cut Michael Roberts, so he got either going to go trade for Jared Cook now. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. Hey, he's probably the, running away. The second that we get Jared Cook ever, though, I know. he's definitely going to crap on us for like... Old. He's going to like the Milo Garrett blonde of the tight end position. Jared Cook's coming in, man. <laughs> <laughs> And we're all he's like, gonna, he just dropped six passes. He's going to have a career year in New Orleans this year and score like 35 touchdowns. And he comes here for a year and it's a disaster. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. We've got so much stuff to go over. We have, it's, it's almost like a champion's version of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast so. today. We're talking the NBA Finals, Toronto, your new NBA champion. We're talking the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, St. Louis Blues are your new Stanley Cup champs. We're talking some Tigers and the massive fire sale that they're basically announcing to the whole world to take all of our young players because we're terrible anyway. Uh, we're going to talk some John Cena comments and how he thinks the WWE is going to change or be changed and do things that they've never done before. And we're also going to do something for the very first time on the show, Mike, something that I never thought would happen, but I think I think we have to do it. We're talking soccer, folks. That's right. We're talking, not just any soccer, we're talking U.S. Women's World Cup action. All of that and more coming up here. Let's just jump right into it. I want to talk about Toronto wins for till you called it. You I nailed it. it. I was Six the one. games. You were the one. I, I was, was watching the, the game, on, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mike's going to be so happy. He's going to walk in showtime, and he's going to be strutting his stuff. They win the series. Kawhi Leonard MVP again, second time for him, for only the third guy ever in history to win two NBA MVPs on two separate teams. Oh, okay. LeBron yeah. and Kareem. So big so, thing for that. Right. Just give me your thoughts on the series as a whole as you watched it, um, and then we'll kind of dig a little bit okay. deeper into both teams here. Um, I'll start by saying the series was very good. Yes. It's um, nice after the last two years that you actually get a very good series. Right. And I think actually this year the two teams that really deserved to be there got there. Yes. And I can't say that last year, two years ago, was very iffy. Yeah. The last time I can really strongly say that was 2016 right. when Cast Warriors had a great series. Yeah. Um, so I think having the two teams that I believe at the time were the two very best teams. Right. Bucks, I think, could have done something very similar here. Right. Um, but I think Toronto kind of, earned that victory, though, honestly, too. I'd like, yes. They did not have an easy road to get here. Yeah. And neither did Golden State, honestly. Like, no. Either team ha- at least went, I guess they swept the one team. Right. But, I mean, they went six games at least mm-hmm. twice, which is one of the first times ever. They right. usually sweep at least the first two rounds every exactly. year. Exactly. So they had a good little dogfight to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Besides Portland, which. Yeah, but even Portland, though, made yeah. a run to get there in the first place, right? Yeah, they, and, they and had it, such you know, a great game. Yeah, they did, you know. And uh, Toronto crazy. coming out of the East, two teams that yeah. played their butts off, and series was so good. Yeah. Every single game I was sitting there going, even because I think three out of the six games were blowups also yeah. in Toronto's favor, and it was still entertaining. Well, what's crazy is the amount of road wins. I mean, we had five straight, straight road, road wins. wins. This, yeah. which is never, like, never happened. Never it's happened. Crazy. No. How no. much? Like you're like, you know. I'm like, wow. When they said that on on uh, on the broadcast, I was shocked by the fact that I was like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, right there. You got to go yep. down the list. You're like, son of, that's what it was. You yeah, know, it, really was. it was crazy. I think the yeah, you're right. The dogfight mentality, even in the blowouts, you kind of felt like at any point in time, Golden State can make a run, right? And what I think is funny, I want to hit on this in a second, but I want to talk about the champs first because they've earned that right. I've you know Kawhi obviously is only here for this year as of right now right he's a free agent. Um, what's next for him? He's going to be one of the biggest free agents, probably the second biggest free agent behind Durant, right? If not, maybe one A one B at this point. Does he stay in Toronto? And if he doesn't stay in Toronto, okay. where do you think is his most preferred landing spot? If you were if you're Kawhi Leonard, where if you don't want to stay in Toronto. Yes. Then where do you want to go? The best fit for you to win most money because okay. he's not going to get more money than if he doesn't play for Toronto. Okay. So it's you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Well, as I wrote here. Right. Um. If I was Kawhi, yeah. I'd as a player, I would play. I would stay in Toronto. Yeah. I think you have no reason to leave now. You won the title. You literally have an entire country 
that's like you're the man. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you can't, you're almost godlike if, now. If, the yeah, vehicle, you for can't. Sure. You can't go. He's, he's on hockey level. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's in like Wayne Gretzky or whatever yeah, know, right? level. Like he's exactly. he's like Mount Rushmore Canadian <laughs> athletes now. To where like no matter where else you go, you will not have that nope. much loyal fan base. No for matter sure. what team you go, you go to the Warriors, you go to the Cavs, you could go to name any team, mm-hmm. and there's some fans. That are like, well, I like that team better. Right. Literally, Toronto's entire country that's right. behind and you. And it's a low key place, even though they're they're good, right? Toronto is not looked at as a place that gets a lot of media coverage. Nope. Right? They're not they're not in the headlines all the time. They're, they're they've been a great team for ranked, several years now. They're ranked 14th in media coverage. In right. The NBA. Exactly. Right. Dead now. Now. And Kawhi doesn't say nothing anyway. Nope. So that's perfect for him. Yep. You know, he's not getting. You know, like. Where where's his preferred landing spot if he doesn't go to if he doesn't stay? Um, say he if, wants to go and he's like, I gave you exactly what you wanted. If I, I thought actually pretty hard about this. Yeah, and I think the perfect place to go is the Clippers. Yeah, um, even though it's in L.A., huh? Yes, even okay. though it's in L.A., um, that's the toughest transition. But he really wants to go to L.A. Apparently, yeah, it's no, like it's, it's, weird. It's, he's such a low key guy. Yeah, he's, just, like yeah he's, he's just like I just really like it in L.A. I think he was yeah. born there, and that's like kind of his preferred mm-hmm. uh, place to be around. Mm-hmm. Um. The Clippers have a lot of similarities, I feel, to the Raptors. At this well, they're point. overshadowed by LeBron and the Lakers, so yeah. you're automatically demoted, you yeah. know, in the, within well, your own yeah. city. I mean, even. it's interesting to think because you can even have that similarity where hockey is just kind of oh, overtakes yeah. basketball right. no as doubt. a whole, for sure. So you're overlooked there mm-hmm. from that aspect. Um, but similarity-wise, you have a very good and deep team. I mean, Lou Williams is coming off at the bench, right, as right. one of the better players in the NBA right now, right, no and doubt. that says. Good, um, good coach, good, good structure, good ownership. You know, you have a lot of things there that are kind of fitting exactly into place. So Plus, think, you got Jerry West there. Yeah, you know, which so, is huge, which is great in the ownership department. Yeah. So I think if you go there, it's almost like a seamless transition of mm-hmm. um, this team's really good and right. I leave. Takes and over this as the best really player, good. and I think he just makes everybody else run. I think the Clippers are a great spot. That's what I was going to say. I don't think there's another team besides Toronto or the Clippers that he should go. Like mm-hmm. the Knicks would be terrible for him no. to go to. He shouldn't go to the Lakers. I know he doesn't want to go there, but he shouldn't no. go there. I mean. I think an interesting spot that no one really thinks about is Brooklyn. Would be yeah, very interesting because right. with D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. you still have a deep team with a new coach there right. that's I, pretty good. This way. I know that Kyrie, and we're going to do a whole NBA free agency frenzy here in the next couple weeks after the season kind of dies down and we kind of get to see who's opting out and going and everything else. But if Kyrie go, like Kyrie really wants to go to Brooklyn, yeah. right? I'd rather Kawhi. Over Kyrie, oh, absolutely. 99.9% of the time. I've read a lot of reports, so yeah. that's almost done deal that Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. Right, like which is weird. I yeah. feel like that's a weird place for him to go. Like, yeah. I felt like, okay, just too. go to the Knicks if you're going to go to New York. I, feel, I don't know, it's I weird. absolutely agree. Actually, can we go, let's yeah. jump back up for a second. Yeah, for sure. Because I have a lot to talk about, about the series as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kawhi Leonard in the series, yeah. I don't know if you felt this, I think it was very underwhelming in the series. No, no do you, doubt. Do you feel no that doubt, for sure. Like I watching, especially watching yesterday. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Watching the game yesterday, I felt like he was there, but well, I wasn't worried about him. Almost, no. you know what I mean. It was like, yeah, Kawhi's got the ball. You know yeah. what I mean. But it was but everybody else had a game. Yeah. Like Kyle Lowry finally shows up. Yeah. Right, Van Fleet finally. You know, yeah, it takes you know, only the fourth exactly. Quarter. But I, I sat there and I was like. He didn't play well down the stretch. He played well the stretch in game five. Mm-hmm. Then that stupid timeout that yes. we haven't talked about at all yeah. since we because we hadn't had a show right. yet. Yeah. But that stupid timeout with three minutes left yeah. that the Warriors already sat there and went, wow, that was stupid. And yeah. then they made like eight threes <laughs> yeah, in one game. I think that was stupid by Nick Nurse. Yeah. And then game six down the stretch, I'm just going like... I feel like if LeBron played this exact game how Kawhi played, everyone would just shred. Even if they won. Right. Even if they won the series off right. it, everyone goes, where was he? Right. But Kawhi's not getting that, which right. is probably nice that he's in Toronto where it's like that low-key market that no one's really talking about no at doubt, that point. No doubt. Plus, but, plus, I think, too, they were always kind of in control of this series, which I think helped. He was playing so well going into the finals, right? Yeah. It's almost like he got a pass, right? Yeah. I, it's hard for a lot of people, I think, to distinguish between LeBron and everybody else. And I know we talk about LeBron a lot, but he's the he's the one common guy in the NBA where you can compare, like, reactions and stats and everything yeah. else, too, because he's the best player in the world. So because of that, right, you're totally correct. If LeBron were to throw up a 28-7 and seven stat line, yeah. that's not acceptable for no. LeBron James, right? It's just not, you know? 35-12... Yeah. In 16 rebounds, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's more a yeah. LeBron type of stat exactly. line in the finals, especially. So mm-hmm. I, I'm totally agreeing yeah, with I you. Yeah, I sat there and I literally went, 
man, like, I wish there was just one time, one series where yeah. I could just, LeBron could do something like mm-hmm. that and people wouldn't crap on him. Right. It's almost like a Matthew Stafford effect. No to, doubt. Like, here as no big doubt, Detroit fans. Sure. Yeah, he could like, throw five touchdowns. Well, he didn't win the game, so why does it matter? Like, exactly. Yeah, because like, yeah, the defense lets up 60 points. Yeah, so, like, that's just how I feel about, like, <laughs> yeah. LeBron. And then, like, talking quiet, I'm like, I really don't feel like he really showed this series that he is the guy. Right. Like, I don't know if he's going to be, like, the guy in the NBA. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if Giannis was in the finals and they won, I feel like that torch is passed. Yeah. I don't know if that torch is passed yet. I don't think so either. No, I think Not Kawhi yet. has to operate within a system a little bit, right? He's a phenomenal player both sides of the court. He's a great defender. He's a great offensive player, right? But I don't think people look at Kawhi as the guy who is going to take over a game single-handedly, right? Yeah. He's always had another piece. Even in San Antonio for the longest time, they had Tim Duncan. You had Parker. Yeah. You had Ginobili. You had Aldridge for a second there. You had other pieces around you that... Not only necessarily like that, like you relied upon, but you could defer and kind of lean on. Yeah. Even Kyle Lowry, who wasn't effective in the first half of the series, you could at least ex- okay. Let me lean on him. I have Marcus All down low, who can stretch the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got players that nobody's ever even heard of before having monstrous games in yeah. the biggest of series. Another guy I want to talk about too, while we're in the series, which kind of leads me to my next topic on this is is Steph Curry. Now coming out of this game, zero for eight. 0 for eight, 9. 0 for 9. Sorry, excuse me. Right after this, yeah. Right. 0 for 9. I have the stat, actually, the right. exact stat that's, yeah. um, that actually makes this point. So right. he is, let me pull it up real quick. Um, potential go-ahead field goals in playoffs. Right. Final 24 seconds of fourth quarter overtime since 2001. He is 0 for 9, and he is the worst in the NBA. Yeah. Following him is Russell Westbrook at 0 for 7. Right. So that... It was an astounding stat for me. I, right? I did not. I didn't realize that. that until they brought up and went, yeah, like in that Cleveland series. There was twice know, where he he could have had it yep. and he didn't do it. And this one too, he, I think they settled for a bad shot. Yep. In that you know, See, in the finals, I, I would I would argue this time. Yeah. I think that shot looked very good. Like he had a very good look at. He it. He had a good look, right? But I felt like they had more time. Like oh, they yeah. tried I mean, to just get it off. And I mean, go. there was sixteen seconds on the right. shot Right, that was my thought. You could have like just get it in, set something up, and then go. I felt they got tried to get too cute with it. But beside the point, right? What I want to ask you is there's going to be a lot of upheaval in Golden State, right? Steph's obviously there. He's the man, mm-hmm. right? Who's staying and who's going? Okay. Now, is this going to be the end for Golden State in the way they – I mean, let's be real here. They were beaten up. Boogie's on one leg. Looney's got one – he's got cracked ribs, right? The ramp blows an Achilles. Clay's now torn, you know, his ACL. So many – it was just bullet after bullet after bullet after bullet Shit. here. And which is a complete role reversal than they've ever had before, yeah. right? And they still put up a hell of a fight. But is this the end for Golden State, number one? And two, who's staying and who's going? Because you've got three big names in your starting lineup right now that you have no idea where they're going, yeah. theoretically. I think it's very interesting because of the injury factor. Mm-hmm. I would be saying if they were 100% healthy yeah. and this series happened, it was 4 2, yeah. and they just lost, I would say, yeah, this is probably over. Mm-hmm. But now you really look at it. Wow, my screen just died. I love that. <laughs> but you really look at it, and this actually could be a great thing for the Warriors, having all these injuries. Because yeah. one, KD might want to sign back, because now the Knicks go, do we want you with the torn Achilles? Right. Because he, play- he does have a player option, theoretically. Yeah, he right? does. He does. Yeah. So he can so opt you, into you that. Can, you can opt into that and then yeah. sign him for two or three more years or right. whatever you want to do. Um, Clay is probably going to be out at least three quarters in next year, if right. not the full season, with an ACL tear. Right. Which, by the way, watching that <laughs> when yeah. he left, I know. And then he I went, know. and then the guy was like, "Hey, you know, if you don't shoot these free throws, you can't come back." And he goes, "Okay, I'll go back." Yeah, right. And he literally just walked back on the court to shoot free throws. I know. Was fantastic to watch. <laughs> yeah. Just a side note. Playing some hero um, ball there. But Clay being out most of the year. He really likes Golden State. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's other, the guy they need. To I think a lot of teams are just going to go. I don't know if I want to sign this guy with a torn ACL, with a torn Achilles. Yeah. I think that those injuries are such big injuries. That's like, do you want to take the risk? Because if yeah. you're like, say, the Pistons, right, and you're like, we have a chance to get Clay Thompson, but do you want him if he tears his ACL? Like he has a torn ACL and he gives you fifty percent what so he gave you on the Warriors. It's the only way that you could get if you're Detroit. Exactly. As a hypothetical, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Going, I have a chance of getting Clay Thompson. Right. But he has a torn ACL. Do I want to take the chance on him, or do I want to go somewhere else, like a Campbell Walker, or something like somewhere else around the board? Right. That's what I'm thinking. A lot of teams are going to be like. So now the Warriors sure. are like, 
oh, we'll re-sign you. Yeah. And then, like, they get I him think, back to come 100% yeah. healthy, and then they can restart almost. Right. I think that with the way these three guys, right, with DeMarcus Cousins, Durant, and Clay, I think Durant's gone no matter what, honestly. I yeah, do. Right. I think he's gone. I think he wants to get – I think he's t- – I think he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to prove himself Probably. to other people. I think Clay is the number one priority for Golden State. Absolutely. I think you need to keep the Splash Brothers together. Well, if you, I think if you lose KD, you've got to get Clay. Yeah, back. right, right. But I, even – I would honestly prioritize Clay over KD at this point just, just because – the the cohesion, right? You can run. You've won a championship without KD. Mm-hmm. You can do it. It's not. It's possible, right? Having KD was the cherry on top to be like, all right, well, you guys beat us, so we're gonna take KD now and dig yeah. it. Off. But because of that, right? I think Clay. I think fits better. I think he's a better defender. I think he's, you know, I think he fits what the Warriors want to do a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. I think another guy too that kind of gets lost in the shuffle just a little bit is Demarcus Cousins. Was hurt a lot of this year. Was not effective for long stretches. He kind of signed this deal. It's kind of a prove-it deal. Win my championship, then go make a bunch of money. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a possibility, depending on how they structure this, he could maybe wind up back there if they Probably. really wanted to on a full year again, right? Yeah. Sign another mid-level deal because he didn't play well. Even mm-hmm. in the finals, I get it, you were hurt, but he wasn't effective. Yeah. He was a defensive liability, didn't shoot very well, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, give me your thoughts on Boogie. Uh, I pondered literally almost every single team, and I can't see a single team signing him except maybe the Lakers if you don't get right. AD. Right, right. Like that's, that's a great if call. You, if you don't get AD... Somebody else who can stretch the floor. Yes, just somebody, somebody that, can, a big guy. that can shoot, yeah. air quotes, <laughs> and can maybe push guys out of the way so LeBron right. can drive. Yeah. That's literally the only place that I could see him mm-hmm. going to. I really racked my brain going... Boston, no. Knicks, no. Brooklyn, no. No contender. No contender is going to want to touch that, right? And no one's going to want to give him big money either. New Orleans didn't, clearly, and they had AD at the time. You know, so so that's my best guess. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's a very that's a coin flip. That's very yeah. interesting. Once again, though, I'm so excited for NBA free agency to kind of kick off. So yeah. we're gonna do a also. Whole bunch of I love seeing Jimmy Butler decline his play option. So now he's definitely into the mix somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So him going right. somewhere. And that's a team, and that's another guy. That's a wild card guy where it's yeah. like you don't know what you're gonna get night in and night out from yeah. him sometimes. So very interesting. Six, very this year. very excited about about NBA free agency. All right, let's shift now. Let's talk quickly before the break here about the Stanley Cup. St. Louis Blues are your Stanley Cup champs. First First cup in team history. Give me your thoughts on the series quickly. Series was quite great, actually. Went to seven, Mm -hmm. which is nice to see. Unfortunately, I don't think the games were super close. They had a lot of... They had a 7-2 game three. A 5-2 in game six, right? 5-2 game six, or 5-1 game six, and a 4-1 to end the series. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple 4-2s in there, too. So I think game two, which was a 3-2 overtime win for the Blues, was like their big, like, yeah, we won this one Mm kind of win. But I don't. I didn't see much all around the game. I thought they were all kind of like. Ugh. Did you see? I watching Game Seven. I thought there was a massive lack of urgency from Boston. Okay. I thought yeah. there was a. I thought St. Louis, even after they got their two goal lead in the first period, right? Which that second goal was amazing. By the way, I, I'm like that was crazy. But with that being said, right? Because you got two Garaskin goal, phenomenal goaltender, right? I just, I just looking at. Even in the second period, third period, it just looked like St. Louis had more energy. It looked like they were faster. They were more physical. They just wanted it more. It looked like Boston at times was moving in slow motion almost, mm-hmm. right? Their, the offensive zone possession, even though they had more shots on goal at one point during the game, it just felt like St. Louis, even when they were in the offensive zone, smarter passes, not taking unnecessary shots, were consistently pushing the pace and really took it to Boston. I felt like Boston showed their age a little bit. They absolutely did. Props to Jordan Binging, uh, Bingington, yeah, the Blues goalie. No, no kidding. Did you know right. there were 33 shots on goal that game? Yeah, right. Didn't and feel only, like it. And only one, like it. It, one went in. Right. He has a .927 save percentage right. in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? He came out of nowhere, like too. They were in last place at one point in their division and made a run with yeah. him in goal. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Well, as the, the stupid... <laughs> Yeah. The Bruins guy. Yeah. 20 shots on yeah. goal and lots of four goals. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, how do you do that? Because yeah. he's a phenomenal goaltender himself. I, I love this because it's one of those, like, the Blues just really wanted it more. Yeah, you yeah. go back in history for other sports, the Eagles in Super Bowl 52, uh, Raptors this year, Caps last year, mm-hmm. they all versus these teams have, like, won, like, five or six or mm-hmm. whatever. Bruins have been there, like, every single year ever. Right. So, like, 
it was just like I just want this more right. kind of deal. Exactly. And I thought we don't was... know when we're gonna get back here. This yeah. is the opportunity. All the stars have aligned. We have this young goaltender who's coming out of nowhere, who's playing out of his mind right now. We need to make a run. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? Amazing it, it, it was sport. phenomenal. I just thought the whole entire series was like that. Like I said, it was very up and down, right? If you're a fan of the Blues, you're like, geez, we just got blown out seven to two in the damn finals. Like, how the hell are we gonna yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden you come out with like with just such fire and urgency with this game seven. I was I was totally for it. I did not think the game was gonna go like that. I was kind of in your mindset. I thought Boston was going to win, even mm-hmm. though I wanted St. Louis to win. But yeah. I just the 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 effort of nothing else, right? Forget everything else, the, the the shot selections, whatever. The effort alone for me was just completely one-sided, in my opinion. But what's funny, and the reason why I want to talk about both these guys, not because they both won championships in Toronto and St. Louis, but for the respective cities and the respective sports, right? It's their first championship, mm-hmm. right? Is this like an omen? And I know this is such a cheesy question. I feel like such a like douchey radio host asking this right now by asking this is this a good omen for the lions in any sort of imagination right does it like give you even that sliver of hope because if you're an optimist like i am about this team because if not i'll be an alcoholic from drinking myself to death but looking at this lions team right you've never had more depth mm-hmm. on this team right your weak point is probably the offensive line and maybe some secondary concerns but overall you never had more depth right now right you have a veteran quarterback good receiving core, you've got your quote-unquote ideal coach, right? You've got good general manager in ship, I guess, is best way to put that, right? You've never been more secure, theoretically, and you're expected now to do something from a, from a local family. It's national, you'll never get the respect until you win. I get that. But locally, right, I think it's expected the Lions do something. So is this a good omen at all? Like, is it, like, give you any sort of hope or you're like, maybe this is the year, like, crazy stuff's happening everywhere else. Maybe this is the time where we could somehow pull it together. Yeah, quickly, the concept is amazing. I yeah. wish it was a thing. However, football, the Lions are in a much tougher spot oh. than like I the know. Blues or the Eagles were or anything. <laughs> They're playing in arguably the most competitive division in football yep. where any team can just shoot out and win. Mm-hmm. Um, their team, as you said, it's unproven. Right. And they have a lot of like unknowns. Like, you yeah, don't, for sure. You don't know how that linebacking core is going to be. You right. don't know... How Stanford's gonna play night in night out. You don't know right. if that offensive line's actually gonna block for you or not. Right. So you have a lot of like you don't knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, after week one or two, that's a big discussion to have. Right. Of was that gonna be the omen for this? No doubt. But as of right now, I would say um, maybe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Give the family a little bit of hope. Yeah. Like you could give a little bit of hope, but with that competitive, like that division's just. And we might it's one day rank the divisions right now yeah. and how they are or something. Right. But I think that's near the top. Yeah, there'll be something that'll after be a, preseason just to see how everybody's looking. But, no, you're right, right? There's so many unknowns with this football team. But I just thought it was funny just because you're just like, wow, St. Louis put it together, right? Just for, even if it's just Toronto, right? If Kawhi leaves, right, Toronto's never stepped the finals, you know, until they get another superstar, right? That team's not built to, to last, I guess. No. But with that being said, right, it's just, it's just one year, man. You know what I mean? It just needs to happen one time. You know, I'm not you shoot. Is it, it, it maybe success for us is a playoff win? Maybe that's what we need to measure it as. Not even yeah, a maybe. Super Bowl championship, but I don't know. It just for me, it just looked at you like maybe this is the year, guys. Maybe we can finally put it together. Don't we see that every year? Yeah, okay, and then okay. and then the first game happens. And then we're all brought back down to earth. We change our win loss prediction. Hey, not not every time. I would say like two or three years ago, it was. Well, like, we started out five and zero. Yeah, the second year the Jim Schwartz here went ten and six. No, no, not that year. Oh, um, that was a good year. The one when we lost to the Falcons in that stupid way. Oh, when we yeah. started off like three and zero or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then we went pretty yeah, hard down. Been, yeah, should have been like four and one after that game or something stupid. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. But anyway, I just thought it was funny. I always like to talk about the Lions as much as we can. Obviously, we're a heavy football show, but just thought it'd be fun. Once again, congratulations to St. Louis. Congratulations to Toronto and your fans. You guys deserve it. You guys earned it. Congratulations. Okay. After the break, we got so much stuff to go over. We got Tigers and their massive fire sale. We're talking John Cena and his comments about WWE. Oh, I know, right? He's going to make some comments now because he's not part of the product anymore. So he yeah, can he judge can whatever he, he wants. He can judge them as much as he wants, right? And I want to talk about some Women's World Cup action. That's right. Soccer on the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. You asked for it, you're getting it because we aim to please because we're that damn good. All that... Plus some other great stuff coming in. Great analysis as always. Right after the break. 
Stick around. Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. Alright, welcome back to part two of episode 29. Almost an episode 30, Mike. Can you believe it? What are we doing for episode 30? Uh, providing more great content, like okay. always, right? right? And it'll be the third week of my championship reign. So, okay. what else? Okay. What else do you have to look forward to? I mean, come on. I mean, for real, these. Just ask. Let's be real. Like, come on. Yeah. Listen, we have so many big things coming up, coming up for you guys. Just as a spoiler alert, so many big things. I'm telling you right now, you guys got to stay tuned. So much big I stuff. I don't even know what it is. I, exactly. He doesn't even know because I'm planning it all. He doesn't even know yet. That's right. I, I got all surprises for all you peoples. All right. Let's jump right into some Tigers talk, though. Something that's going to make us all real nice and sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they beat the best team in the league the other day. Hey, all right. It's like the Pistons. We beat Toronto. We swept Toronto this year. So we're the de facto chance. We beat New England, too. Detroit sports, baby. Woo. All right. Um, the Detroit Tigers. Obviously, a dumpster fire of a, of a baseball organization right now. We know that they're going through a rebuilding stage. Yes. 2021 is what they're aiming for as far as their, the time to where we're going to see that upswing again, which we talked about before in our archives. If you haven't listened to that, be sure to go back and listen to it. Um, they basically came out and said they're cool with anybody and everybody getting traded. Everybody's available, right? Cool. Castellanos, Boyd, Fulmer, Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and everybody else in between Shane Green's another one. Um, are you cool with them coming out and just saying, listen, make an offer? You know what I mean? If, it, if it's mutually beneficial, right, you got them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, we say Cabrera, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. That's a pipe dream. If that happens, we've taken back a lot of crap. But in all honesty, right, Shane Green, Nick Castellanos, right? And I want to talk about some of these guys individually in a second. But are you are you cool with them just coming out and you know being yeah. bluntly honest and saying, listen, we got to get to 2021. We need to set ourselves up the best we can for 2021 to make start this process. You know what I mean? And get rid of anything, any asset they have right yeah. now in the major league system. Yeah. Listen, if um, I'm totally okay with it mm-hmm. because at least you have a semi plan, I guess. Yeah. Of what you're right. No, do. no kidding. Like, yeah. If the Lions like three years ago were just like, all right, we're gonna scrap everything, and we're gonna just totally rebuild. rebuild this entire roster. At least you know, because like right. half the time when they're four and. Th- 12 yeah. let's do the math there if you're four and 12 you're just four and 12 but you tried yeah, and then it looks exactly. way worse exactly. like right. if you're just if you're gonna tell everybody hey we're just like gonna go two and 14 for the next five years but we're gonna get all these pieces all these first round picks yeah. and then we're gonna make the run for it right. then i feel better yeah. like when the tigers go okay in three years we should have the pieces there with all these trades all these prospects yeah. we're getting in and we're gonna develop them in the minors we're gonna be young and then and be good we're gonna be young and, years. yeah I'm totally cool with that. I right. like that. Yeah. However, if like if that doesn't pan out, then as a fan, you you you, you lose like, oh, geez, a yeah. big part of the fan base going. So I waited three years, and you're still under 500. Right. So exactly. that's yeah. That, you're playing that game, right? You're, you're thinking you're doing the right steps. Yes. And you better do it because if not, it's your job for Alvila number one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he's gonna be here, better or worse, right? I think he's gonna be here to 2021 mm-hmm. to see this fruition come through, right? I don't see anything, any indication that the Tigers organization, unless he does something where he like does some misconduct of some sort outside of baseball related processes i'm sure he'll be here you know what i mean um matt boyd i want to talk about him specifically along with nick castellanos we'll talk about him in a second but matthew boyd right he's probably the best pitcher on staff right now he's an extremely hot commodity yeah right casey like yeah yeah, yeah, okay okay but on the staff on the current in the major league staff right yes and he's a hot commodity right he's under team control for i think another two to three years before he even gets to arbitration and all that good stuff so there's tons of of ability right that you're seeing percolating finally you know um he was one of the lesser known guys coming back in the purge from a couple years ago and the David Prices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's become the best guy they have right now, right? Um, they've already said it's going to take a lot to get him. They've already said that they would like a young hitter, you know, a young top you know, hitter to come back to them if, if possible, right? Yeah. They're not just going to give him away. They have no incentive right now to give him away because of how he's pitching and because he's under team control for so long. Yeah. But um, 
what what do you want to what do you want to get for him back in a trade? Do you think they're asking enough? Do you think that they should be asking for more? What if you found out tomorrow, Matt, okay, Matt Boyd's getting traded to the Phillies or the Braves or Dude, another whatever, team in yeah. contention, right? What am I getting back? I don't need players. Just give me archetypes. Give me uh, oh, just a bundle of yeah. stuff that well, I want. I would say maybe not even a a younger, very good batter. Yeah, like right. someone who can go in in the five or six slot mm-hmm. and really just give you like a three hundred average. Yeah hot mid low 300 average would be very good yeah. and then i would kind of like a higher draft pick yeah now with 40 draft picks as we talked about before <laughs> yeah, you're, rounds, you're, right. they're like oh i'll give you my 12th round draft pick like right. i don't know about that mm-hmm. like i would look for like maybe a top five draft pick somewhere yeah, for sure um so you get a high value mm-hmm. uh he's a guy i love on the roster mm-hmm. as you said probably the best pitcher on the team right in the majors um as especially right now i mean yeah. there's nobody you can't name anybody else is even coming close right now so yeah so it would take that and possibly even more maybe another right. like i think you prospect need, pitcher right. maybe i would need another yeah to, i would need another piece i think the way the way he is right now as young as he is as well yeah. as he's playing right he's got no major injuries he's under team control for so long i agree with you i want a young hitter yeah. right i want a top and then I would like, yeah, I'm gonna need a, at least one one high draft pick, and then I also need an, I need another top prospect, right? Because yeah. if you're getting a young hitter, he's either got to be a top prospect or he's already on your team currently, one yeah. of the two, right? Who's under team control for a certain amount of time. But also, I think that getting somebody else because you got to think when teams make this trade, it's either one of two reasons: either you're a team like the Phillies or the Brewers were last year, where they're an up and coming team, they're gonna make a run for it, or they're a team. At that point, like the Yankees are, where they're making runs over mm-hmm. and over and over again. They've got a window. That's the, the window's now. It hasn't just begun. It's already been there. We're spending the money anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's try and fortify that as much as possible, yeah. right? See, I have, and we'll talk about Nick Castellanos in a second here. Yeah. But he's almost in the same boat where Nick's only, or uh, Matt Boyd is yeah. only 28. Right. So realistically... I would rather you not trade him yeah. because at 28, say 2021 is your goal point to like, this is where you want to spend money and mm-hmm. this is when you want to get the guys and really go for say two more years. Well, in two years, Matt Boyd's 30, right? which is not bad for baseball. right? And then you're looking at two, three more years. You're looking at 32, 33. That's maybe when you want to try to get rid, but you're looking at Nick Castellanos almost the same way where I think when you're about to make that run, you're mm-hmm. hitting like a good, you might be a little later mm-hmm. into your prime, but you're still in your prime right. where you can be probably our most known and maybe even our ace pitcher right. coming off on opening day and stuff to where it gives you that uh, that chance right. to really go. The only problem with that, and I agree with you on a lot of those points, the only problem with that is that they're the only guys who have value for you, right? Yes. That's the only thing. So if you're trying to expedite this rebuild, right, besides just sucking, right, the fastest way is to get rid of whatever assets yeah. you have, right? And it's funny that we're talking about Castellanos, and I was reading today basically that Alvio's already told him straight up, you're not part of the plans for 2021. You're not, right? The extension, like he approached the team, and he's like, listen, we like you, but we don't like you that much to give you the money that you're going to be looking for, right? Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about it since a few years ago. Like this was supposed to be the guy. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be the next Cabrera. Now he's having a down year. So there's that. There's been some consistency issues, right? He is not the best defender by any means, right, in, in right field. He's not. I know he's played some third. He was willing to even move to first base if he was going to get a contract extension. But he's not going to be here long term. We know that. But um, where, where do you think, I mean, does he, does he go this year? Is it is it, you know, are we going to get the value that you expect? Because my concern is that, yes, we're going to trade him. But I don't think you're going to get the value that everybody expected. I think they tried to trade him this offseason in the winter meetings and got nowhere with him. Yeah. That's why he's still on well, the team. That, that's why that's I, the concern for see, me. See, that's my problem is his numbers are going down, so people aren't as inclined to even give you a right. bigger offer than you want. Exactly. I think realistically, you're hoping that if you wait till next year, maybe, mm-hmm. if you really want to get rid of him, if you wait till next year and have a whole offseason to like help him develop and stuff, mm-hmm. maybe he can get his numbers up. Right. So when he's a topper guy now at 29, 28, 29 years old, yeah. then he's like, all right, like, I really want this guy. Because right. then the teams that are, like, about to start this right. will go, the young we'll guy, go wow, right. Castellanos, he'd fit out third base or whatever. That's yeah. one position we need. Let's get him over here. Right. And we'll give you first-round picks or right. exactly. whatever you yeah. want for There's a top-five prospect in the system. Yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. I think I think hopefully you can hold out to next year and then maybe if he gets his numbers I up. Really, I really hope he gets hot. Like now, because yeah. I, well, I, yeah. you know, I mean, because I think it's going to be a disaster if they have to trade him next year, right? So yeah. I really, really hope he gets hot in the next month, 
before the trade deadline because I think July thirtieth is the trade deadline for them. So yeah, I've heard something so, about that. Yeah. Um, which is also when Madden comes out, by the way. So if you pre-order, for all you Madden fans, if yeah, you pre-order. pre-order that. Which if you didn't, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. But, well, Rob, did you pre-order yet? Uh, I'm going to. Don't throw me out of the bus <laughs> like that. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you could just say yes. Uh, I know. I could have lied. I don't do that. You know, that. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a good Christian that. boy, but. <laughs> So it's very interesting. Like I said, you're you're really hoping the Nick, but honestly, Shane Green, he's gonna be gone soon, right? That's somebody that you know he's you know the AL leader in saves. You know he's having a career year for himself. He's not gonna be here very much longer. Matt Boyd, I think it's gonna take quite a bit for to get him away right now this second. But who knows, right? If you get a Chris Sale type of response that Chicago got for you know from Boston. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard-pressed to say no to that. I don't think you're going to get that because Chris Sale is Chris Sale and yeah. Matt Boyd, is, this is the first year of really, really high productivity. But it's very interesting to see it nonetheless. So I'm very excited to see what happens there. And I can appreciate the fact that the Tigers are at least going, hey, listen, you know the plan. You know the deal. You guys know what's up. Just stick with us. If it doesn't work, you can be mad at us later, I guess. So very interesting. All right, let's talk some WWE action now. I want to talk some John Cena comments. Um, basically came out, had an interview, I think it was Sports Illustrated, I think is where it was with. Um, he basically said that due to the way WWE structured and the amount of growing that they're going with and the global, you know, expansion that, you know, that they're having, WWE is never going to have one true top star. Now, if you're a wrestling fan at all, you know what I'm talking about, right? Whether it's Hulk Hogan or, or even go further, Bruno San Martino to Hulk Hogan to Stone Cold to John Cena, right? Those are like the four, I would say, pillars of eras for the most part. I don't think the 90s really had one until Steve, Brett, and Sean kind of split that a little bit in the WWE. So you can depend. Early 90s, I would say Brett. Late 90s, I'd say Sean. But my point being, right, is that for the most part, you had guys that kind of led individual eras through those times, right? Basically, John's coming out saying, yeah, it's never going to be that again, right? So the question I want to ask you is, A, do you agree with that? Is there somebody that you already think is that? And then two, if there is a guy that on this roster currently that you think, no, I could totally, like, he's my number one guy. Like, that, he's the guy. He is my next John Cena Yeah. in that guy. So I want, I'm throwing a lot at you, I know. But, like, okay. and for you at home, right, if you have somebody you guys knew, make sure to give us a comment, like it, you know, all that good stuff. Let us know. We'll argue with you on YouTube or Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want. Um... But do, do you agree with that? Do you think the WWE, just the way they're structured out right now and the amount of brands and everything else they got going on, are they ever going to have one true top guy again? Um, I actually would say they won't have a top guy no? ever again. Okay. Um, I think you're out of, I think wrestling has changed all around. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's ever just one top guy in any company that you watch. Right. You know, like every company has multiple dudes yeah. that are like the guys. Um, yeah, you got a group of top tier talent. Yeah, right. I think I think personally, actually, I think a top faction would actually probably right. be a lot better than just one top guy. Mm-hmm. If you had someone like like when the Shield came in, right. I think the Shield right. as a whole were top guys immediately. Yeah, like you knew that yeah. these guys. Were like I, be you could argue that from 2010, or I guess 2012 is when they came in to yeah. like t- 2015 or whatever they split up. Mm-hmm. What they were like the Cena of that time. Like oh, yeah, it was no like doubt. the Shield. Oh my god! Right. Like like they were like the yeah. force. Best there. matches, best, best storylines, everything. Yeah. yeah so I think I think it's moving towards factions. Mm-hmm. But to your point. If I did have to say, wow, there is one top guy, I have two in mind. Okay. I think Drew McIntyre could be a, a great top pick. guy. A great um, he has the look in ring ability, yep. has the ability to take a loss and still look great doing so, Absolutely. which is something that all the guys have in common. Absolutely. And it's also a very believable world champion and can put on a good match with every, anyone. For sure. So no, I think, totally I think he with that. almost checks all the boxes. Also, and I think they're kind of building to it, is Seth Rollins. Yeah. I think the fans are behind him. He can put on a good match. He has the charisma. And he can play the heel or the face. No doubt. So you have the ability no of, okay, so I want you to be the heel champion, and mm-hmm. we're going to build up this right. guy to come get you. Right. Or you can build up how he is right now, like yeah. how Brock was a champion. Now he's the face. And, and now he's, he's in tr- the chase. And right. he's in the chase. He has both ways. No doubt. So as no the doubt. top guy, now you can almost flip him around if mm-hmm. you want to, and you have both abilities. With I, I think I, I think you're right on the money. I don't think WWE will ever have just one singular top guy ever again. I think they tried with Roman. I really do. No, I, think, I, I agree I that. think they tried immediately to like, okay, John's getting older, right? We need to have another guy, and Roman was is gonna was gonna be well, the that's, singular yeah. face. I thought I thought it went from the shield, and then they were like, 
who's the best guy from the shoot? Right. Yeah. Who's, okay, yeah. he's trying to make him Who the guy. Who fits the mold, right? Yeah. Who's the biggest? Who's the strongest? You know what I mean? He's got the dynasty behind him. He's got the family, the heritage, all that good stuff, right? All good stuff from Roman. Yeah. You know, promo is obviously not as strong as suit, but I would even say match quality is pretty good with Roman. Yeah, Reigns. it's not bad. No, he I would say, have a lot you know, of bad ones. so with that being said, right, I do think that they will never, just because of the amount of content that they're producing now, even, you know what I mean? Like, if there was just Raw, I would say, no, they could totally have a single top yeah. guy, but there's too many titles. There's too much stuff going on. They don't develop people enough anymore to where, like, you can truly be like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have a group of guys, right? Like, we're both big Seth Rollins guys. We're both big Drew McIntyre guys, right? I'm a big Andrade fan. You know, you're yeah. a big Finn guy. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, we kind of kind of gravitate to and go, this group of guys yeah. is our guys, right? These are our top-tier people as fans. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yeah, I think you could have, like, a top five. Yeah, no doubt. As of right now. Like, that's you what can, they have to do. Yeah, you, yeah. Can be, you can be like, yeah, these, like... As you were saying, like yeah. Cena was like the guy. Like, the guy. There, was, there, was there was Cena, was... and then there was another group right below him: the Jerichos, the Edges, the whatever, the Angles, or yes. whatever you want, the no Lesnar's or whatever. But it was like Cena, yeah. or there was like Hogan. Right, right. now, there's not like Rollins. Rollins. Yeah, no He's Rollins and Reigns, and all those guys are kind of all up there all at the same time. Yeah. So as a guy to build around, though, I would say Rollins is a great pick. I think Drew McIntyre is a great pick. I'm gonna throw Roman in there anyway because yeah, he... he's done it before, right? He's been the guy. I think that. If if the if everybody if we didn't have internet, Roman Reigns would be the biggest star ever. Yeah. If we didn't have internet, right? But because of all the things we hear about now and how kayfabe is kind of broken, he gets shredded immediately, right? But I will say this: for as many downfalls as he has in his promo ability, he always puts on a good match. Whether you want to see him lose, you want to see he is John Cena. Yeah, people want it without the mic. That's all he is. He's got the body. He has compelling matches, and he's controversial. When John Cena runs to the curtain, people boo him. People cheer him, right? But you're invested in what he's doing because yeah. you want to see him lose or you want to see him win. Regardless, you want to see him. At the end of the day, right? You want to see Roman Reigns. Why do you think this wild card rules a thing? Because they need to get Rollins on SmackDown sometimes. They need to have Roman on Raw. They need to have McIntyre and Shane and all these guys on both shows because neither show can work without all yeah. their top stars. Which is weird because I really think if you split. Oh yeah, those it was eight guys down the middle. It would help a lot better and, develop your talent. Yeah, for sure. If you but, split those tough guys down the middle and make four and four, it worked just the same. Yeah, like if you put Rollins on one and Reigns on the other. Right, but but the problem is that they don't have well, enough character development on those guys below them. So yeah. nobody wants to watch I think, them. I think originally, like, the second the brand split happened, I think AJ was going to be their guy. They would push to be like, no doubt. you are the guy now. Yeah, you're a long title reign, I'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. so, but um, that didn't really work as well as they probably wanted it yeah, to. Yeah, so. boring. I think, I think they messed up the Shinsuke feud. They messed up some things with him as champion, you know what yeah. I mean? And it could have been better than what it was. But anyway, um, last, last question I want to ask you for this, too. Just pick a guy anywhere outside of <laughs> WWE. That you think could possibly change our thoughts, right? And say, maybe there is one guy. He is so good, or this guy does everything. He checks all the boxes. He could totally come in and just change the way we think about things now. Okay, are we saying he comes into WWE or yes. in no, no, general? No, no, he comes in Ooh, WWE, okay, and wait. he becomes the next John Cena. The next Stone Cold. The next Hogan. The next Brett. Okay. I'm not going to throw Sean in there, because I don't like him. Mm. <laughs> I do have one guy, okay. probably arguably my favorite wrestler out there right mm-hmm. now. I think Kenny Omega could come in right now, yeah. and you'd be like, he's a guy. Yeah. He has the look. Yeah. He has the, if you go back and watch his match track record, yeah. he has literally no all of the highest star matches you yeah. want. He has everything. Um, he can lose, and it look looks good. amazing. He yep. can win in a eight-star match that mm-hmm. goes over three hours long, and it's yep. still amazing. I think he could just walk right through the doors of WWE and go, hey, I'm here, I'm the guy. Yeah. And everyone believes it. Yeah. He has the mic work. Yeah. He's amazing. After all those shows when he yeah, was world champ, sure. he literally just goes on the mic and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I believe you. Yep, yeah. You're amazing. No doubt. No doubt. So I think I think if one guy was to walk in, mm-hmm. I think he's the guy. Yeah, I think that's a great pick, honestly. I don't think there's another guy besides him because you could pick guys like Okada. You could pick I guys thought about like, like Okada. In, you, know, but... like you could pick even you know guys that are in Ring of Honor, right? Like a Roosh or somebody else who are great individual talents, right? Yeah. You could pick, you know, there's so many great guys that would work. But the problem, the thing that Kenny checks off is that he's American or Canadian, but yeah, American, American yeah. really. He can speak English. Like Okada would go to WWE and get shredded, as we saw with Kenta. He went to WWE or Hideo Tommy for those who don't watch Japanese wrestling. Um, 
None of those guys could make that crossover. Like at Shinsuke. Shinsuke was the guy in New Japan. He's going over here and then TV in three months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with those things, I think Kenny is probably the only guy currently right now with the status, with the accolade, with the ability, with enough people who know who he is where you go, oh, crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if, I saw, like, if I saw, oh, can you like a sign WWE? I go, everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes. Everything changes. For sure. No I think doubt. another guy, just for a very quick yeah. point, Adam Page. I think, you think so, huh? it's very underrated. I, I wrote that in my notes. Yeah, right. But his yeah. promos aren't very good. Yeah. But he really has the look, as and as a younger guy, he reminds me of like a John Cena, yeah. where John Cena was always good on the mic, which is the only difference yeah. between him and Cena. But I think he could just come in against like a Roman Reigns and go, I'm here now, right. and then beat the crap out of Roman Reigns. It's believable because of yeah. his look. And then you go, he could be it. Yeah. I would like, yeah, I think, I'm interested to see how they develop him, just kind of side-dragging you as we're talking about him. Yeah. The, this world title reign that he's going to go on here in a second is going to be very interesting. Unless Jericho so, wins it. Yeah, but I think he's going to be Eventually. the guy yeah. at the end of the day. All right, last last topic, I want to talk about it real quick here. Um, The big thing that I want to talk about, Women's World Cup Soccer, okay? I want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about necessarily their prospects because... Let's be, you know, uh, I mean, let's just start right here. Will you watch it there in the final? I absolutely will. Okay, cool, right? We saw the 15 to nothing beat down, right? I think everybody in America would probably watch that game regardless, even if you're not a soccer fan. I'm not a soccer fan. That's clear. We've never done soccer on the show. Why do you think? That's not a coincidence, folks. But but with that being I said. I confused in soccer division. I know, like... right? No kidding. There's too many going on there, yeah. you know. But what I do want to talk about is a little more of a serious topic. What's funny to me, and I think it's something that needs to be addressed again, it's been talked about at nauseum on other stations, ESPN and what have you, and every other sport, and we were talking about basketball earlier and how these guys are going to get these super max contracts, right? And every other sport in the world, the best players get paid the most money, right? Correct. Theoretically, right? You know, and the NFL is a little bit different. It's just when your time to get paid is, right? But yeah. every other sport, right? In basketball, you're the best, you're going to get a super max contract or a max contract, Right. Soccer, same thing. Baseball, same thing, right? You are, quote-unquote, the best available guy ready to get another contract. You get paid. Women's soccer doesn't happen that way. You Men's soccer, they get paid more money, right? They haven't done deadly squat ever, right? You got multiple-time World Cup winners here in this women's soccer team, and yet they're still paid less. They're not advertised nearly as much, right? The merch isn't the same, right? Everything is different, right? They're, they're not publicized. They're not talked about, and they've been successful for so long. Why the hell is that a thing? Because I think it annoys the hell out of me. Because in every other sport, if you're the best, you get paid the most money. Yeah. Why is it different? I Because don't tell me anyone's watching men's U.S. soccer when they're in the World Cup trying to qualify than they are watching these ladies. See, I think that – I think it's just the men are – I actually believe it's the men are just like the men's cup yeah. is meant – like more. Right. It's like a bigger thing than the women's cup. Yeah. And it's like sad to say almost. Yeah. But if you want to like – in. In uh, Japanese wrestling, yeah, right, for sure. Uh, they have like their world title, and then yeah. they have their junior title, right? And you don't watch it for their junior title; you watch it for their like heavyweight title. Hey, it's the brain. She's walking out. What's what kind of for you? You recording stuff? Yeah. Oh, you want to say hi? She's hi. back, guys. Wait, she's em- back. I have a note for you because I said more for Emily in my notes. Rob, <laughs> ask her a question. Ask her a question. Ask yeah. me a question here. Okay, on. we come on, come and sit down real quick here, Em. She's gonna be off camera here. Em making a surprise on the show. And I want to ask the same question to you. Why Why is it that women's soccer, and every other sport, right, if you're the best at what you do, you get paid the most money. Why is it when the women's national soccer team is paid less than the men's? When the women have been more successful, they've won, they've won period. I'm just going to put period there because they've won. The men's soccer team's never done anything historically. Why, why do these women have to fight for this and do all these protests and say we're not going to play, we're going to go on strike? Just to get an equal cut because they're performing better than the men are. Like I think the men, the women's soccer team could beat the men's soccer. Okay, team. how much revenue does the women's soccer team bring in over the men's soccer team? Oh, no idea. I, I I don't have those numbers in front of me. I'm not men, a good host. Women, women, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. people don't watch women's sports, dude. Like, do you watch the, the WNBA? No, but my point being in this you, particular, it's not a pay in for this performance, per- it's a pay yeah. for revenue. But it's the only sport that's different, though. It's the only sport that is different because in every other sport, I'm not talking about paying, like, increasing the scale as a whole. What I'm saying is that in this particular instance, right, it, like, it, it's 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 nationality at this point, right? It's not, I'm not even talking about, like, MLS, for instance, right? I'm talking about strictly you're playing for the country of the United States. The women play better. 
they should have at least equal pay, if not more, because they're winning. No, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying science. Science? That's not... Okay, That we're talking sports here. Okay? Business, science. business science. <laughs> business science. Now, business again, science. I don't know how the U.S. women's soccer team is funded. I don't I don't know if it's... If, the countries fund their own teams? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I'm guessing it's an organization. Like the U.S. government? Funds yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. but yeah. I mean, but well, I guess that I guess my frustration is when you look at it and you go, these women are killing it. You know what I mean? They put on performance after performance. They have household names for people all around, you know, the United States who know who these people are. And yet, I can't name a person on the men's soccer team. I can name people on the women, and I don't watch soccer. And I can name oh, that. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I can, like, I can, you know. Is like, Alex Morgan still playing? Yep, she's on the team, right? Uh, Rapino, that's another one, right? I think, you know, Hope Solo was their goalie, right? She's weird looking. I don't know. <laughs> have, you ever heard of a, have you ever heard of the wage gap? It kind of no, I know, but that, but, everything. No, I know, right? But that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel like sports, because sports is a different world, right? Sports is not just, it's not, it's not the same. It's not real life. It's not you and me going to work every day. It's different. You know, I don't know. I think you should ask your soccer fans on the site because we don't watch yeah. soccer, so I don't know soccer culture. But do y'all watch men's soccer crazy, more though. than women's soccer? Do you guys buy men's jerseys over women's jerseys? Like, does your casual like women's soccer fans? Not. I mean, well, you're not gonna wear a women's jersey. Like, you're not. Like, but it's a, at, at that point, I don't know if it's a public or not? privately run organization. Do you get what I'm saying? I guess maybe you could. Maybe I'm saying that win, there's probably or on top of that, I don't know. Probably, I imagine maybe female sports representation in agencies is not. I don't know. I just, yeah, just. I guess me, the question yeah. too would be in just, other countries, yeah. how is this handled? Probably the same, but you also don't have the four major sports like you do here either, though, right? With football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Look at you don't my have, little feminist. You don't have everything. I'm it's marrying not, a it's little. It's not feminist. so much feminist. It's just like I, for me, it's it's it's. Pay for performance. It's it is right. Like if you're not good. No, the women's right? the U.S. I'm, women's soccer like, team should get paid a crap ton more money than they get paid. Right. That it's is just, that just, is really. Yeah. I'm sure there's some goofy reason why they don't, and it's like a revenue stream thing. Or whatever. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into who owns the U.S. women's soccer team. Is it the U.S. government? And you didn't do that research before you came in? Okay, Come on, I was ma'am. coming to Come ask on. you about freaking wedding yeah, shower exactly. invitations, see? and I thought you were done by now. No, see, that's the problem. See, you weren't ready to go, and now... See, this is why she hasn't been on the show in so long, guys, because she comes unprepared. She acts like she kicked She comes off unprepared, the show. but it's fine. You, you didn't won't... kick me off the show. What's been, what's been happening is... One of us is trying to plan a beautiful, wonderful wedding, and all of our fans just tuned out right there. I just want to let you know I that know. all of the like all the thirty-five million fans that we have all just turned this off immediately. Just so you know. That. Okay, but anyway, that's what I've been doing. I know that's great. Good for you. Proud of you. Anyway, that's gonna be it for episode twenty-nine of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Next week, opening the show, we are gonna have another Merck Zone ranking special. That's right. We're talking NFL. Quarterbacks. We didn't talk much about the NFL this week for the first time and probably ever, honestly. Yeah. But we're doing an NFL quarterback ranking list similar to what we did for the 32 teams pre-preseason. So we're going to do that with just quarterback. We may do a division one at some point as well because I like yeah, that idea as well. But we'll do that. We're going to open the show with that. Plenty more for signing off for the Merc Zone, for the returning brain, and for, I guess, the champion for the second week in a row, the Mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. We will see you guys, as always next time.